Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? Ladies and gentlemen, it's Pastor Adam's podcast. In Espanol, my nickname is El Tigre Chino. Because my knowledge will bite her face off. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Pastor Adam's podcast. Can you dig it? Crazy! You were serious about that? Good day, men and women, people of all shapes and sizes. It is Saturday. What? A Saturday? I don't ever see you on Saturday. I know. It's a new thing. Something new I'm trying. Now, just to be clear, this is not going to be the devotional. This is not a devotional type thing. That's going to be on Wednesdays. You know, I uh, want to see what I can do as a little side thing here. Um, I'm a big fan of podcasts in, in general, and I listen to a whole variety of them. Some good and uh, well done. Some not so much. Uh, so I've been kind of tossing around this idea for a few months and uh, finally pulled the trigger. So um, this all started because I was listening to some uh, podcasts uh, where they interview rock stars and, and one in particular I was listening to and it was terrible. And, and they had a, a guy that I grew up listening to on there so it was like it was a decent sized name that went on there and it was just not good. And then I started listening to other ones that were like that like interviewing different rock stars and all that and um they're just kind of poorly done, which kicked me off the fence on the side of, you know what, you should do your own. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, oh, you could think you could do so much better than they can. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I was thinking was, I can't do any worse, right? That, that's the main thing. Maybe I'll try a little harder. Maybe I'll set the bar a little bit higher in quality that I think that it should have. Who knows? We're going to find out, right? So here we are. We're doing it. Now, unlike my Wednesday devotional podcast that always is going to include scripture and some teaching, and um, this one's going to be more like the first 10 minutes of those devotionals where, I, where, you, where you probably say to yourself, where are you going with this? And sometimes I don't even know where I'm going, but I somehow seem to craft it into the right spot for the devotional. So it's just pretty much this thing, and, and I don't even know if it's always going to be a Saturday. It could be another day. Who knows? I'm not going to commit to anything right now, uh, but it's just going to be me talking about stuff and mostly talking about life and music, movies, sports, maybe some social issues, maybe some pop culture, those sort of things. Uh, but I'm going to hopefully try to keep it light and hopefully funny. Yeah, maybe. Now... It's taken me a few weeks to get everything up and running because, you know, like I said, I've been kicking this around for a while. Um, I've been getting all the social media platforms ready. I've uh, been uh, getting onto all the other podcast sites and servers and all that stuff. So here's a list where you can find me. Um, so if you can see this, if not, I'll, I'll describe it for you. We have Apple Music. We have Pandora. 
Spotify, not Apple Music, Apple um, Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, um, I said Pandora, right? Uh, we got mine on YouTube. Um, there is a plethora of places. So follow them, like them, comment, earmark, save, whatever you got to do. Subscribe. That's what I need. Now, in getting this thing off the ground, I really got to start at the root, grassroots level, marketing-wise. Um, I got my Facebook page for uh, Pastor Adam's Devotional um, up and running, posted my first three devotionals, all my artwork, all that stuff. Uh, same with Instagram and Twitter and all that. Um, but then Facebook says to me, you know what? Let us help you market to your current friends. Let, let us tell your, your, your current friends what you are. And I go, thank you, Facebook. You are such a pal. And then Facebook says back, well, if you were such a pal, you'd call me Beta, Meta, because that's our name now. And I say, you know what? I still love you, but that's not your name. You will always be Facebook to me. Which is kind of like my cousin, Amanda. I grew up being close to both my cousins, Amanda and Shelby. And then, I don't even know what age it was, it was like 24, 25, something like that. Amanda says, by the way, my name is Andy now. And I said, that's cute, but it's not. Now, I'm not talking about her changing her name from Amanda Andy for some sort of gender or trans issue, nothing like that. She just thought that the name Andy sounded cuter than Amanda. So that's what she was gonna go by. Now. How is that possible when after however many years, 20 plus years, everyone's called you Amanda, and then one day you're just gonna decide my name is, is Andy? I refuse. You can't just give yourself a nickname all willy-nilly. The way nicknames works is somebody gives you the nickname and it sticks somehow, okay? So that's how it works. But still, maybe I don't wanna call you that nickname so I'm just not going to. So I'm, I've been the lone holdout in the family that I'm not gonna play the game and call you Andy. You're Amanda. So back to Facebook. So in, so in helping me market, when they're like, let, me, let us help us market your friends, it says, uh, let's invite your friends to like your new page, which would be Pastor Adam's um, podcast. Sounds good, let's do it. Uh, so I have over, 1,500 friends on Facebook, and, and I invited them all, which, by the way, it takes a long time. You have to click on each person. You have to do 1,500 clicks. Can there just be a button? Hey, hey, Facebook, can you make a button that says invite all friends? How about that? Let's make it a little easier. I know you're saying you're trying to help me market. Let's really try to help me by making the button. But like I said, I had 1,500 friends. Uh, but not really because I'd say like eight or nine of them are deceased. Uh, and so I see them. So for instance, I'm, I'm going through and I'm clicking everybody and, uh, and I see there and I have eight or nine deceased people and I'm like, it's, it's a, it's perplexing because I feel like I can't unfriend them. Like that's, that seems a little harsh, a little wrong. Not that they'll be upset because they're dead, uh, but it's just, for some reason it just doesn't feel right though. Like maybe, 
What, 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 what happens if I delete them, like I, I delete them from my friends list, and somebody else who also had them on sees that I unfriended the deceased person? They're like, oh, you, are you serious? They are, they have passed away. And I'm like, I know, but they're never going to, they're, they're dead. Or, or what if, uh, what if I unfriend them? And then when I finally get to heaven, I get up there and I'm like, this is heaven. This is amazing. And they're like, hey, by the way. You may want to stay away from uh, over there. Well, Jessica's over there. She's still a little hurt. You unfriended her. I'd be like, but she had been dead for 20 years. And they're like, still not cool, bro. Not cool. So there's just a lot going on where you're like, I don't know, should I unfriend them? Should I delete it? I don't. So what I do is I just continue to have dead people on my friends list. What can you do? What can you do? I don't know. But anyway, out of the 1,500 people that I invited, I have, I think, like 150 people who have liked and or followed my page. Now, we know that's not a good percentage, but it's not surprising. And it's not offensive. Not at all to me. Because little peek behind the curtain, I get whole lots of invites for all kinds of stuff. And what do I do? I take those invites and I put them on the pay no mind list. Uh, because it's like, I no, I'm not going to be liking and friending everything just because I know you, which is what I think people probably think about my podcast too. So again, no harm, no foul. If you don't want to do it, that's cool. And if I see you and I know that you haven't liked or friended it, we're still cool. Hey, and I, then I might be like, hey, thanks for liking my page. And they go, I didn't. Yeah, I know. No, I wouldn't do that. Maybe I would. I don't know. But... I do have to say, I am surprised at the invites that I'm, like, the ones that have liked and followed, because I just consider that, like, bonus, because I didn't expect a lot of people to do it anyway, because I have to learn how to do a better job at getting people to tune in anyways. I gotta, I gotta figure out this marketing thing. But you know who I could get, you know how I could boost my numbers like crazy? I already have, I have the solution. I could hire a marketing team. And you know which one I would want? The best marketing team in the world. And that's the people behind the Camp Lejeune lawsuit thing. Because they are relentless. Not only is every other commercial on TV and radio about Camp Lejeune, I get texts, I get voicemails, I get snail mail, I get emails. Just the other day, I was walking into church, and uh, I heard a rustling in the bushes, and I heard a, psst, hey. And I was like, what's going on? I walk over there, and they're like, hey, did you ever go to Camp Lejeune? You know, they have some tainted water there that's got, yeah, I know. I know Camp Lejeune people. And they're like, just trying to get the word out. The word is out. Everyone knows about you. Um, but if anybody's listening that's a part of that marketing team there, whatever, um, let me know. I, you want a job doing this? I mean, I can't pay you. It'd have to be pro bono, but, uh, hit me up because they are the mercenaries of the marketing world. In my opinion, they're doing good work though. It's annoying, but as far as marketing top notch. So hopefully I can figure out the marketing on my own. Cause like I said, don't have the money to pay it out. Uh, hopefully I get a decent following and I can monetize this podcast just enough to make a little money 
to hopefully get lunch at Chipotle or B-dubs on a weekly basis. I know, that would be balling. You see, I'm setting my expectations low to be hopefully delightly surprised if and when it takes off. See, it's all about setting expectations. You set your expectations too high, always get disappointed. Here's my team, the Cowboys this year. My expectation last year, Super Bowl. We all know how that ended. This year, my expectations were at least playoffs, right? Because we lost some things, whatever. Then the first game, uh, they looked like they didn't know how to play football, and we lost, and on top of that, we lost our quarterback. So disappointing. Like, I can't even tell you. I was just like, because oh. people were saying, well, this team's going to be one and done in the playoffs. And I was like, well, we're one and done in the season. But then, out of nowhere, my ex expectations were, uh, were revived, sort of. Now I'm back to feeling good because they won the last three games. Like, okay, three and one now. But I'm going to keep my expectations low for the remainder of the season just to ensure my mental health. Because I get really fired up about the Cowboys. And I, I often think, I don't know if watching the Cowboys is, is good for me because I get so angry. It's like a burning anger. I know, sorry, I just get so angry all the time. Oh, always, always angry. But I tell you what I do love about my Cowboys right now, and that is Micah Parsons. That dude is a beast. He is the next coming of Lawrence Taylor. He could be better than Lawrence Taylor. I know it's crazy to say because he was always the best, but I think this dude could be better because he is a one-man wrecking machine. The first two games alone, he had four sacks. And he was sick on the next Monday night game, but he, and he didn't get a sack. But he imposed as well because I saw the tackle from the Giants. His name's Evan Neal. And he was positioned against and Micah right before they hiked the ball. I think that uh, that Evan peed himself a little bit. I'm pretty sure that happened. Um, it doesn't sound manly or anything, but I get it. No sacks again uh, for Micah against uh, the defenders either. That's her name this week. Who knows? Uh, but he still had an impact. And guess what? You double him, you free up D-Law and the other boys coming to get you, which uh, has been happening on the regular. And I'm not going to stick with the Cowboys too long, but speaking of the Cowboys, I just saw a Facebook post yesterday, and uh, it says, Thank you for everything. Cole Beasley, forever a Cowboy. Now, this happens a lot for retired players. They, they retire, and then the team will thank you and whatever. But I started thinking... What are we thanking you for? Not achieving a Super Bowl? Contributing to our misery for 26 years? For getting paid millions of dollars to play 17 games a year while I sit on the couch barely making ends? Getting my heart ripped out every playoff season? No, Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley should be thanking me. He should be thanking the fans. We are the ones that have to endure this fandom, this gut-wrenching disappointment.
We are the ones that afford you the opportunity to get paid millions for playing a game, no matter how hard it is. And even though we can't do it ourselves. Now that being said, I like, I liked Cole Beasley when he was on the Cowboys. And I didn't think we should have let him go join the Bills a few years ago. And I have nothing against him. But thank him? For what? For what exactly? The only athletes that I can and will thank are the ones that won me a championship. So we're talking 2016 Cubs. And by the way, they get the biggest thanks because uh, that was my most special championship. Then we have the 78 Cowboys, even though it was only one year old when that happened. The 93 Cowboys, the 94 Cowboys, the 96 Cowboys, the Bulls dynasty. But if I'm being honest, uh, I'm just mostly thanking uh, Michael and Scotty. feel like they could have done Jordan could have done it by himself. Anyways, that's for another day. Oh, and also I want to thank uh, every uh, team and, and athlete that beats LeBron and Aaron Rodgers because I really don't care for them. Can't stand them. They make me sick. So anyways, we're talking about expectations for this podcast before that whole Cowboys rabbit hole that I just went down. But that's probably something you should expect. Me to just talk about whatever I said uh, was interested in. Like, you know, I'll start talking about something and I'll get interested in it. And then we go down this rabbit hole. We don't know where we're going to come out. But this whole thing started, like I said earlier, as I listened to some podcasts that were interviewing rock stars that were awful. The rock stars weren't awful. The podcasts were awful. Well, I do know some rock stars. I have them in my phone. The names, numbers, contact info, all that. Um, that I could uh, ask to be on here for an interview, which I feel like I do want to do in the future. But I'd like to get a solid following before I, I do that. So it's not like a, hey, can you do my podcast? And be like, yeah, how many people you got listening? And I have to be like, look, the important thing is I do have some listeners. Let's not get wrapped up in the whole numbers game. All right, dude, just do me a solid. I want to have something good going so that they're like, yeah, you know, let's do it. Although, having the rock stars on probably could quickly boost my following. Hmm. Interesting. We will have to see. I'd really like to have, like, musicians on that I can ask specific uh, things that probably no one else is interested in unless I asked it then you would never know maybe they are interested in whatever um, but uh, I want to have like some one-hit wonders from the 80s on uh, and see what that was all about um, and, and also if you go back to the 80s and you watch the videos they're so random and, and weird uh, and, and I want to talk to the people who made those and what goes into that and, and uh, with or without, like, a famous person on here. I don't know. So look forward to that soon. I actually have a lot of questions about stuff from the 80s music um, that I think is uh, totally fascinating. Fascinating, because I love the 80s. I wish I could go back to the 80s right now. With my family, of course. And just live there. Because so much better there now. Yeah, you know, like, 
sometimes when I, I watch 80s movies a decent amount of times. But like, for instance, there's a scene in Footloose where they're just hanging out at the diner. And I was like, man, if we could just go back to that time, that'd be so good. I doubt my oldest daughter would think it's better, though. My, my youngest would really like it, though. My wife probably also would not like it either. But she'd learn to love it. Probably not. She probably would. Sometimes, and this is weird, but when I can't sleep, I imagine that I'm in my old room in my old bed, which was also the most comfortable bed on earth. And I imagine I'm back in the 80s, and there's no cares in the world, and I just fall asleep. It's weird to have such fond memories of that room because some weird stuff did go down in that room, if I'm being honest. Let me just tell you about this real quick. Whew, since it's Halloween coming up, I think it sort of fits. So let me paint this picture for you. I lived with my grandparents and, and they built this new ranch home uh, kind of in the backyard of the old house. You know, it, was, it was a little bit away, but you could see it from there. And the new house was awesome. And, and I was supposed to, we had, we had already planned out, the master goes over here, my room's gonna be in the back corner, then we have this other large guest room that was gonna be there. We picked out everything that goes in there, the wallpaper, the carpet, all that stuff. Well, the people that were doing all that put the wrong carpet and wallpaper in the big guest room, not my little corner room that I was supposed to have. So I ended up getting the sweet big room up front, we had big windows, had everything. It was, it was not, I had a big walk-in closet. It was great, sweet, you might say. But, so I lucked out, loved the house, it was good. Uh, in my room, I had a, a TV in it, that which I saved up money from cu cutting grass and all that stuff. And I had this probably a 30-inch tube television. And I thought it was great. I remember plugging it in and uh, starting to watch TV. And I'm like bringing people in. I'm like, look how clear this picture is. It can't get in. I might as well be there, right? And then fast forward 20 years and... Uh, and then I look at something in standard definition. I'm like, how can anybody see anything that's going on here? Weird. It's weird how things change. But so I had this big TV. I also had this giant stereo with the receiver and the equalizer. I had big Sirwin Vega tower speakers with the subs. And you know, I had all the bells and whistles. They used to call that hi-fi. I had, a, I had a set of three windows that, that were looking out over the front yard. They had uh, uh, shades on them, a ceiling fan, like I said, the big walk-in closet. Um, so it was a, a nice place. The shades were there to block out the sun because the sun, it would come up and, right, so good stuff. So then some weird things started happening. So as we're living there, sometimes the TV would just go, on and off, on and off, on and off, on and off, for no reason. And I'm like, what's going on here? Sometimes the lights would flicker, on and off. Uh, but all of this happened only in my room. Sometimes the stereo would just turn on and start playing. You know, that's some weird stuff. I, is that, can we at least agree that it's weird? Right. Now, think back, I'm not a child. I'm in seventh, I mean, I'm in seventh and eighth grade. I'm not like a little toddler is what I'm trying to say. I'm, I'm, I'm getting bigger, but I was scared. Everybody kept telling me, 
grandma, grandpa, friends. It's a, just a wiring issue. Well, it wasn't. Why would it be just a wiring issue in my room alone? No, not buying it. Then to the add to the weirdness. Now this is this is add to it. Uh, strange things would happen when when those things would happen when the lights would go on or the TV and all that stuff. Um, the bathroom, which shared a wall with my room, it was right on the other side of the wall, would be freezing cold. Sometimes I could go in there and see my breath. And sometimes also when that would happen, my uh, walk-in closet would smell of a foul odor. Yeah, I mean, things are adding up. It's getting creepy. And I kept telling my grandparents, uh, I went to, I remember I go, look, we know about the things that you say are lighting issues or wiring issues. Uh, things happen like that. Uh, the cold room, the stink. Uh, we, I think, I think it came up to the solution. I either have a haunted room or there is a poltergeist in there. And guess what? They did not believe me. Big surprise. No one believed me. And as a matter of fact, if my mom listens to this, which she might, she's probably going to text me saying I'm still crazy, that there was nothing wrong, but I'm not crazy. I know what was going on there. I, I, I know. You guys can all pull the blinders up, but I knew. So, many years I was saying that my room was haunted. But guess what? I just got used to it, and it became more of an annoyance than me being afraid. So I've just kind of dealt with it, right? Then, in high school, I think it was probably my junior year, I had my friend Ryan sleepover who had also, just so you know, experienced some of the weirdness in my room in the past. So he and I were up late at night and uh, doing whatever. And then the TV started doing its thing. On and off, on and off. So I was just like so annoyed. I was over it at the time. So, my, so I yelled, I'm like, knock it off! I'm like, you know, something of that, something like that, right? You ain't scaring anybody, I yell it out. Then all of a sudden, the TV and the stereo quickly turn on and off with super like loud volume. The, the ceiling fan started spinning real fast. And then here's the thing. The shades on my windows all went up at the same time. And me and my friend were out of there in a quickness, like gone. Like in the uh, cartoons when something happens and you just see a cloud. That's, that was it. We were out. Uh, so when my grandparents woke up in the morning, they looked down, and uh, me and Ryan were sleeping down at the foot of the bed. And they're like, "What? What's going on here?" And I was like, "Yeah, it's for sure haunted. Uh, we uh, had some situations. Uh, we had to we had to vacate the premises." And they're like, "There's nothing haunted. You're crazy." They they thought I was crazy. But guess what? Nothing was ever done. I just had to learn to deal with it. I had to coexist with whatever's going on in that room. But I'd move back into that house, for sure. You know what? Probably toughened me up a little bit. We could move back in there, see how my girls handle it. They wouldn't handle it well. I can see it now. They'd be like, by the way, I'm never stepping foot in that room again. If I think about it, though, that wasn't even the 80s. I started talking about the 80s. That was the 90s, actually. Still, I'd go back to the 80s instead of the 90s. Either one, though, was more preferable than what we got going on right now. Because back then, we didn't have cell phones controlling our lives. 
internet wasn't a thing, so we actually had to use our heads and solve some problems instead of just, just Google it, dude. Google it. Music was better, for sure. People knew how to interact with one another instead of just staring mindlessly at their phones. You know what else? One thing I missed out, like if I could go back to the to the 80s and 90s, I'd go see a whole lot of concerts because I missed out on a ton of them because I lived in a small town in Illinois and no one came to that town, number one, to play any concerts, like no big famous things. Um, I didn't even know when the bands were touring. Didn't know when the new album was even coming out unless like I saw it in a magazine. I know, magazines for the younger generation, they were out and they would tell you information, just like newspapers. Um, and if I did go see a concert, it would have to be in Chicago, which was like two hours away, because I lived in Ottawa up till I was like 18. The first 18 years of my life, missed out on a whole lot of concerts. I would have loved to see like Michael Jackson, George Michael, Queen, Nirvana, Van Halen, ACDC in their prime, it would have been so good. I did see a couple concerts. Uh, um, I don't even know how it even came about. My mom took me to see Queensryche, and I don't even know why or how she even knew about it. I, and here's the thing. I, I remember seeing Metallica in high school, um, and I remember it was in Tinley Park, but for the life of me, I can't remember who I even went with. And I remember the things that I remember about it, I remember the show was awesome. But I also remember <clears throat> James Hetfield had burnt his arm up being too close to a pyro like a couple weeks earlier than that. So they had the dude from Metal Church fill in. Um, I remember the show was great, but that's literally about all. And then also, I did go to a Pantera concert with my friend Dan. No idea how either of us even found out about that. And I remember that typo negative open up for him. And that Pantera just was awesome. They crushed. And um, I remember it, it, towards the end of that concert, I was so thirsty because we were running around in the mosh pit, all that kind of stuff. And um, I was so thirsty. I went to the, con uh, the concession stand and asked for a Pepsi. And, and I remember, it's like it was yesterday, the guy's like, we don't have anything but beer. And I was like, now I'm 16 or something like that. And I go, okay, well, can I have a beer then? And he's like, yeah. And he gives me a beer. Like, that's weird. That's should just give a 16-year-old a beer. But I said whatever. So I drank it because I was thirsty. Then I started watching the show, and then everything started getting real weird. By the time I left, I was completely tripping out with my head hanging out the window <clears throat> because it was, uh, it, it was in the Chicago, and it was like raining, sleeting, you know, with the rain and snow mix, and I felt like I was flying through the universe and Star Wars. My friend Dan was trying to talk to me, but everything was like in slow motion. So we had discovered that I was dosed with some acid that night. And you may ask, ooh, how did you like that? Mmm. No, sir, I didn't like it. I'm not about that life. Never have been. But I'm glad I didn't have a trip where I saw spiders and all that, because I'm telling you right now, it probably would have broke me. I would have been in a mental institution as we speak. But we wouldn't be speaking, because I'd be rocking in the corner. 
of some loony bin somewhere. For real. I've heard, I've heard people dropping acid and having bad trips and, and seeing things that they feared. Nah, not for me. Not interested. No thank you. And here's the thing. I have seen uh, my share of spiders and been in some real sticky situations where it already almost broke me mentally. Um, so I don't need my deepest, darkest fears coming to life for fun. No, sir. Hard pass. That might be something for a future episode. I can talk about all of my uh, harrowing experiences that I've had with our arachnid friends. And when I say friends, I mean enemies. I have a whole bunch of them. Terrifying. Make you not sleep for days, but not today. I think it's probably enough for today anyways, but what am I, what, I don't even know what I'm talking about. So what did we really talk about? Not much. It's like explaining uh, what Seinfeld is about. A show about nothing. Speaking of nothing, if you missed my podcast devotional from Wednesday, I talk about atheists, evolutionists, uh, thinking that everything came from nothing. And that podcast, you can definitely say, is about something. So go check that out if you haven't already. Also, don't forget to subscribe, like, follow, or whatever you do to make sure you get the notifications of these new podcasts when they go up. And again, you can find me on pretty much every platform that you can get a podcast, and also YouTube and Facebook. So have a great day, and I will see you Wednesday. See ya.